0: Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming to today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church here in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today. And uh, what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. I'm looking forward to how God will speak to your heart and my heart today through His Word. And here's one thing I know for sure. God wants to speak to our hearts. We've been in the book of Colossians, chapter number three specifically. We've gone chapter by chapter, verse by verse through this great book of the Bible, and we've gone through the first 11 or so verses. We'll look into verse number 12, 13 today, maybe verse 14 as well, and I'm excited about what God has for us in those several verses. Before we get to our text, let me share with you this website, help the number for help for today. helpfortoday.org. This is a free resource put together by the staff of the the North Valley Baptist Church and the faculty of the Golden State Baptist College. And these ladies and these men take time to write articles designed to be a help for your Christian life. You'll enjoy Help For Today. The website is packed full of articles that you can go to and visit over and over and over and over again. You can type in and search topically for articles that'll uh, the, that'll meet the need you have at the moment. But I want to challenge you to do this. When you go to helpfortoday.org, there'll be a box that pops up. There'll be a subscribe box. Type your email address there in the subscription the subscription box. Hit subscribe. When you do, that adds you to our email list. Then you'll receive an article every day in your email inbox. And I use those articles in my life every day as a devotional with my Bible reading. I get up in the morning and read my Bible. And after I'm done with my Bible reading, I'll check the Help for Today email, find a devotional or find the article, rather, read it, and use that as a building block in my spiritual life. Now, these articles aren't always written directly to me, but there's always something in those articles for me, and uh, it's an amazing thing how God will use those articles to be a help to me spiritually, and uh, it helps me grow in the grace of God. Colossians chapter number 3. We're going to read, beginning in verse number 10, and read down through verse 14. Paul has been contrasting, or is contrasting, the old man and the new man. The old man is carnal. The new man is spiritual. The old man is fleshly. uh, The new man is that which is spiritual, heavenly. The old man is the lifestyle prior to salvation. That's the flesh, that wicked, corrupt, fallen nature, if you will. The new man is that spiritual man made in the image of God, made in the image of Christ, and a born-again person is commanded to crucify the flesh, take off the old man, put on the new. Verse 10, and have put on the new man, sort of like you'd put on a new shirt, right? Put on a jacket, a coat, put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Thank God for the gospel. The gospel is colorblind. The gospel is not racist. The gospel doesn't have any uh, um, pre uh, um, uh, uh, prerequisite, if you will, as far as skin tone goes or ethnicity. I'm glad the gospel is an every creature kind of a thing. Greek, Jew, circumcision, uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond, or free. When you're saved, you're a child of God. Verse 12, put on, therefore. As the elect of God, holding beloved bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long suffering. Now, we talked about this before. We're to adorn ourselves with these things. You have to go daily to your spiritual wardrobe and decide what you'll put on that day. You can make a decision to be led by the flesh and to adorn yourself in fleshly things anger, wrath, malice, lust, fornication, uncleanness, verse 5 of our chapter, idolatry, and other things. Or you can go to your spiritual wardrobe. And you can adorn yourself with bowels of mercies, meekness, holiness, kindness, humbleness, long-suffering. And we said daily we make that decision, wrap up. What are you going to wear? Wrap up in holiness. Wrap up bowels of mercies. Wrap up in kindness. Wrap up in humbleness. Adorn yourself. Make yourself put it on. A lot of folks say, "Well, I can't be humble. I'm just not wired that way." Your wiring's not the issue. It's the will that you have. If that's the issue, you're not bending your will to the Savior's will. You're self-willed, not Savior-willed, if you will. That meekness, I have a hard time with that, you say? Well, all of us do. Our flesh doesn't like it. That's why the Bible says, "Make yourself be meek. Put it on." Long suffering, same thing. And then we come to verse number 13. Verse 13 is such an easy verse to read, and yet it's a hard verse to live. Here's what it says, forbearing one another. What's that mean? Kind of a a forbearing. That means holding back, putting up with, just try to get along with one another, and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, here it is, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. Now, let me speak to you for just a few moments about this subject of forgiveness. The problem with forgiveness is it means you have to be offended. You don't have opportunity to forgive unless you've been hurt or done wrong. But the truth of it is, you're a sinner, and I'm a sinner. And as we live in this world, you're going to have to forgive. But listen, you're also going to need forgiveness. We live on both sides of the coin. Sometimes we're offended. Sometimes we're the offender. Sometimes we hurt and sometimes we get hurt. That's just how it is. And if you live any length of time around other human beings, you're going to hurt them and they're going to hurt you. Now, the world would counsel you in that situation and say, if you got hurt, hurt them back. If they did you wrong, get even. They mistreated you, mistreat them. They broke your heart, break their heart. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says they did you wrong, forgive them. They hurt you, forgive them. They mistreated you, forgive them. They lied on you, forgive them. You say, I just can't. No, maybe not in the flesh, but you could through the Spirit of God. I just won't. That's your own decision because you have power to overcome and forgive according to the Word of God. How can I forgive, consider Christ? You've been forgiven. You've been forgiven. I've been forgiven. Those nails... Those were not for Jesus. They were for us. Those, uh, that back torn to shreds. That wasn't due Jesus. That was due us. That crown of thorns, that wasn't for Jesus. That should have been us. But Christ took it. Christ bore it. Christ suffered through it. He agonized through it. Christ endured the cross for us. And as he hung on that cross for our sin, our wrong, our transgression, he said, Father, forgive them. Now, if Jesus, who is God, can forgive you and I who are sinful men, if he who is perfect can forgive imperfection, if he who is without sin can forgive sin, if he who is eternal can forgive that which is temporal, if he who which has all power can forgive you and I who are powerless in his presence, if the creator of all things can humble himself and become obedient unto death, even the death of the cross, and then cry, as spit runs down his face, as the beard has been plucked from his cheeks, as the crown of thorns has pierced his brow and the blood runs down, as his side is pierced and he looks upon man who is but dust and he be deity and say, Father, forgive them. Can I say that ought to be the easy button on forgiveness in your life? I guarantee it. We've all been done wrong, but none of us have been done the way Jesus was. If Jesus can be crucified for your sins and mine and yet forgive, surely you and I can forgive one another. I remember preaching a meeting, and there were two ladies in that meeting that had a problem with each other. They would not forgive. They held on to bitterness. And because of it, the church was trudging through mud, if you will. They could not get anything going. It seemed like they couldn't get the power of God, the presence of God in their meeting. They were just sort of having a hard go of things. Those women both had boys that were not saved, and their sons would not come to church because of their mother's dispositions and the testimony their mothers had in the church. I preached in that church one night, and I remember watching as I mentioned bitterness and unforgiveness and not knowing the situation beforehand. Those two women almost simultaneously stood up from separate sides of the church. They met in front of the pulpit. there embraced each other with tears and cried out, forgive me forgive me and the other one said i forgive you and again i forgive you and they got right with each other and right with god in front of that church through forgiveness the very next night both of them had sons i said that were lost they came to church both of those young men in their 20s came under conviction in the service walked that same aisle their mothers walked the night before and got born again at an altar oh listen god did a great thing but here here it is it started with forgiveness you might have been done wrong you might be right. The other person might deserve whatever punishment you could think of. But I'll say it like this, for you and I to be right with for, with God, we have to forgive even as Christ has forgiven us. Well, until next time, this has been Pastor Justin Cooper asking you, hey, keep praying for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California.